This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. Um... So we got our first away win since March. What a feeling that was. I bet there's plenty of sore heads spawning. But anyway, let's crack on with the show. I am joined by one of our, our regular um, show hosts, um, show companions, show partners, I suppose, is the one and only Joe Samper. Hello, fella. Hi, Mickey. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. And, I love, I love um, how you're drinking your, your, your frozen mug, your pink frozen mug at the moment. Yeah, that's what you get when you've got a 15-year-old daughter and she says, Dad, do you want a cup of coffee? And I went, yes, I'd love one. And then I realised that I'd done that. I said, you know, every time I'm going to take a mouthful, everyone's going to see the cup I'm drinking. So if you're listening to this on a podcast, you'll have to go back to the YouTube later on today and then watch it there and then you'll see the cup I'm holding. It's a very fetching cup. One was probably in Joe's cupboard, to be fair. So, yeah. Um, right, without, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to someone who's a newbie to the show and hopefully... We'll come back on again going forward, um, as long as these lads don't scare her away. Um, you're going to hear a female voice. This isn't a, a, an error in transmission. We're not playing with voice synthesizers. Um, welcome to the show, Candy. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. All good. So we are joined again by Ben. Hello, mate. Evening all. Thanks for having us again, Mickey. No worries. No worries. And... Last but no means least, we're joined by Stephen. Hello, mate. Hello, Mickey. You're right. Nice to be uh, back on for another win. No, that's it. That's it. It's good. Yeah, you're you two turning into into lucky stars now, haven't you? Last week we got a win. This week we got a win. We're, we're doing all right. So, um, so yeah, it, it's it's going in the in the right direction. So, right, we're going to be back with part one. Um, we're going to be talking about a few things. We've got. Um, talking about yesterday's game, we're going to talk in some detail about this new formation. Uh, we're going to talk about Vog Slammer, whether or not it's middle or wing. Jed versus Fleming. Um, and also when Jed comes back, are you one of those what's going to boo him? Or are you one of those what's going to clap and cheer him? Anyway, we'll be back for part one straight after this. Welcome back. Um, I'm going to come to you in a minute, Joe, because obviously I know you were playing Vets football yesterday. So um, I'm going to come to I'm going to come to you first, Candy. Not meaning to throw you in it there. Um, 
thoughts on yesterday's game? <clears throat> yeah, it was great to get, obviously, um, first away win for ages. Um, I thought the team played really well. Um, I think Fleming is just the, one of the best signings we've had for a while, to be honest. Um bit disappointed with Hutch a little bit, obviously, with the own goal, but he had a few chances in the first half. And um, I don't know, I just thought, oh, really, did you have to do that? But again, it's just one of those things. Um, and really pleased to see Bradshaw as well um, get a goal. Um, I mean, he obviously hasn't had not a goal now for a while, has he? So, yeah, that was really good. But yeah, all in all, I thought they, they played really well and great to get that away with him. No, that's it. I mean, I, I watched on the stream. To be fair to Hutch, I don't think he had a chance in there. If he if he hadn't put his body in the way and bounced it in the goal, mm. then he would have come back and they would have scored anyway. But um, he was he was mortified because the camera panned in nicely on him. Mm -hmm. and he, and yes, absolutely mortified. Um, bless him. So uh, so yeah, we're. Um, I think we can forgive him for that one. But yeah, it's a shame about Murray Wallace going off injured. Um, I think he will be an absolute loss um, for us, depending on how long he's out for. But all in all, a um, a great away win and one we've been desperately needing since, what, March the 5th, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Stephen, your views, fella? Um, I thought it was actually quite nice to... to um... And I say this, and this doesn't happen very often, but it was nice to watch a game and actually feel like we were in control. Um, Bristol City didn't really have... I think they had one shot on target, not including the goal, because obviously that was it was an own goal. Um, and even when they scored the goal, it, it usually you sort of... The home side get themselves up, the crowd get themselves up, and we come under the cosh. But, but it, it was just comfortable, I think a lot of our players did the right things when they needed to and it showed because the performance was probably, um, and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter say, probably the best of the season. Um, I think maybe the sort of home game against Stoke might um, might be up there for, for that title, but um, comfortable away performance and everyone did their jobs and I think it showed. No, I totally agree with it. Ben, I know you didn't see the whole game, but you've seen the extended highlights. Yeah, I've, I've seen the as well. Yeah, watched all those this afternoon. Um, I mean, it looked like a fairly, I don't want to say comfortable victory. I know Raul in his, his post-match interview said it was a comfortable victory, but nothing with us is ever comfortable. But, I mean, they looked pretty poor from from what I saw. Their winger, Semenyo, Semeo, he looked like their only kind of bright spark. Everything looked like it came through them. Looked like we had a fair few chances that we probably would have been a bit disappointed that we didn't score early than we did. I think Hutch is one certainly in the first half. I thought he might have been a bit disappointed that he didn't score there. Um, but yeah, all, all in all, good performance. Nice to get that seven-month hoodoo away. Again, Rowett mentioned in his post-match interview now, it's about kicking on and he said to the players that we just got, it, it is no excuses now moving forward. So yeah, hopefully we can uh, back it up with a, with a win midweek and obviously then Saturday as well. So yeah, good result. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Come on in, Joe. Did you watch the extended highlights? I did, I did. And um, very, very good to watch. Um, a bit like what, what Stephen said there, really. I think it was a comfortable sort of win, comfortable performance, uh, looking at the um, the highlights. We seem like we were in control. Um, I know we'll talk about the formation in a moment, but again, the formation really suits us, suits our players, suits the style of what we're trying to, trying to play. And um, what's, what's pleasing is, um, you know, apart from Hutch's own goal and the penalty we conceded, um, a couple of games ago against, um, who was it? Is it Rotherham? I think it was. 
we haven't conceded a goal really in open play in the last three games going to a back four. So if that was um, Rowett's concern for going from a five to a four, uh, he's nothing to worry about. I think, I think defensively, I think we're sound. If anything, we look, look much stronger and we look better going forward as well. So all in all, very pleased with the win. First away win in God knows how long. And um, yeah, onwards that was look forward to, uh, to Wednesday night against Watford. Yeah, no, that's it. We'll come on to Watford um, later on in the show. But you mentioned it. We'll start with his formation. We'll go to you first, Stephen. Um, his formation's definitely made a change. Um, the players look, you know, we approached it last night on the on the on the stream, but this um, this formation, the players are supporting by the looks of it. Uh, the fans are loving it. Um, I think he can't go back now. No, I, I think um, we briefly touched on this on the spaces and on the last pod that um, the players look like they're enjoying playing in their proper positions they look like they're enjoying um having that kind of like the the leash has been loosened a little bit they're 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 expressing themselves moving forward um they're given a license to to try things um that perhaps they wasn't being able or wasn't able to do when you you play the five at the back i mean it comes across that i have like a george savile fan club but he's just been unbelievable um, since the change into the four in midfield, him and Billy Mitchell have just completely, they look different players. They look undroppable. And, you know, for a period of time, we've had so many changes and tinkering with the team, but they're, they're undroppable. And, and it's, it's incredible how, how a change in formation. I think it was interesting what Joe said that um, Rowett's concerns might have been that defensively with a four at the back, um, we might be a bit shaky. Well, if, in, if if every three games we're going to concede a penalty in an own goal, I think we'd all take that. So it clearly shows that the players that are playing in the back four, um, obviously including Murray, who who may be out now for for a little while, but but those players are capable of doing it. So yeah, no no need to change. Um, I can understand in game, perhaps if you're under the cosh a little bit at, at one nil away from a bigger side, you might need to go at five at the back to just sort of hold on for five minutes. But no need to start with it, in my opinion. Not at all. I'll go with you next, Candy. I mean, you go home and away. Um, better for you to watch since we've gone back for? Definitely. Um, I think, as you can see from the last couple of games, since you changed it up, it's been really enjoyable to watch. Before that, I was actually sitting there watching Millwall for the first time in age. This is so boring. Um, it's just boring football. And now it's getting a bit more exciting. And as uh, Stephen said, the players are playing in their correct positions. So there you can see that they they now want it and they're now playing um, to their, the level and the standard they should be playing at. Um, the only thing I'm not, I don't really get at the moment is uh, why he's dropping Bart. Um, I mean, I, I quite like Long. I think he's good, but I prefer Bart. And a few people have said on Twitter that he's got a knee injury and maybe that's why he's being dropped. Well, but I don't Bart. Bart had a knee injury when we went to buy him before and then mm. the reason he, he failed his medical was because of his knee mm. and then we went back in and basically offered him a pay-per-play um, contract so that he gets paid, I think he gets paid per time he plays yeah. um, because of that knee injury and that would make sense but again I've, I don't know categorically whether or not he is injured but it does seem very, very strange why um, why he's being dropped, but I don't know. Ben, you got any info on that? 
Not necessarily info, but just going back again to what Rowett said when Long came back in, what was that, four games ago now? And he said he brought Long in because he was a bit more uh, vocal at the back and he felt like we missed that when, obviously, Hutch was out. So is that the reason now or do we think there is an injury there? I mean, he made a good save yesterday as well, I thought, Long. There was a also to add chance to that, in it, to as, Also, Ben, as good as Bart is um, at shop, shop stopping or, or whatnot, I do feel that Long's better at his feet. <laughs> Yeah, the ball played to his feet. I don't feel nervous. Like the amount of times the ball's passed back to Bart and you've got a striker sort of chasing him down. He's trying to get his, you know, his position right, kind of clear the ball, play the ball out. You kind of you, the heart's in your mouth a little bit think, is he gonna fluff this up? Do you know what I mean? Whereas with long, I mean I've seen him like in warm-ups with his, with the ball at his feet, he's so good. And I wonder whether these are the things, like you say, like the vocal side of it, like the the ball at the feet, that maybe he wants that type of that type of goalkeeper. Um, and let's be honest, he ain't terrible at shot, shot stopping. He's not too bad on crosses either, got good hands. Um, but I agree with Candy. I, I, I feel like I want to see Bart in goal. I just feel like more, he's more dependable uh, in goal. But maybe, you know, Rowett sees something different in, in long and feels he's more suited to um, the, way, the way we play, you know? Yeah, I've, I've got no problem with Long being in there. I think he's probably going to, it's probably like everyone in a minute, he's probably going to play until he makes a mistake or doesn't mm. perform well. I think we touched upon it again last week on, on the pod with Bart. And there's probably a reason again why he's our keeper and he's not playing the Premier League because shot stopping wise, he's probably as good as anyone. He's probably certainly the best in the championship, or certainly mm. in my view. But distribution wise, that's probably where he lets himself down a bit and he isn't as strong. So that's probably, yeah, if that is the case that, that the route sees and he wants to be a bit play out or he thinks Long's distribution's better, then yeah, he's going to go down that route. But yeah, I thought for me, yeah, I'm happy with Long. And again, as I, as we said yesterday on the spaces, he's probably going to keep his his, his number one shirt and, until he makes a mistake or does something wrong. Yeah, no, your thoughts on the formation? Yeah, I think like everyone, I think we were crying out for a change. I think it gives us more impetus defensively. And I mean that in a sense that we just look I think with the three-five-two, the five-three-two formation, we did, it, we seem to sit in and let teams come onto us a bit. Um, and I think with the four at the back and the two holding midfielders or the two central midfielders, it, we just look better pressing. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm all in on the formation. I've got no problems with it. I, I don't see any reason why we should go back unless injuries force our hand. That is my only concern now with with Wallace getting injured. Is Rowett going to panic with the two games and go, I'm going to go back to, to revert back to tight. That's well, where I'm concerned. Well, I reckon Joe's going to talk about formation and he's going to give us his thoughts on formation and then he'll probably bring most of you back in because he's going to add a little caveat, no doubt, like he did on the space yesterday um, <laughs> over his thoughts about what sort of player maybe will come in and, and, and maybe not. So, um, yeah, sit tight. Go on in, Joe. Well, I mean, I, I said it on the space and I'll say it again. So, at left-back, I think, so Styles come in, didn't he? Um, and didn't do too great at left-back. Um, Lolo's been out for a few weeks. He's a little bit suspect at the moment. Mentally, we don't know whether, you know, his confidence is there, where he can actually play as, as a left-back. So, what my fear is, would he now go to a back three again to accommodate um, the left-back situation, therefore bringing Cresswell in, going with Cresswell... Hutch and Cooper and go wing backs again purely because of the conundrum he's got at the moment at left back. So I'm hoping and praying to God he doesn't do that. I'm hoping that he'll pick Malone or he'll pick uh, Styles at left back and just go with the flat back four because I agree with what you guys are saying. I think we look so much better with the back four. We've got that extra player firm up the pitch. 
And what it also does, it, it creates more space for Fleming. And you see a difference what Fleming's been in the last sort of few games where he's not sort of isolated out there on his own. He's got players around him, which means he can play. He can find a pocket of space. So it just suits the system, suits the players. But my question is, would Rowett buckle now and go to the back three to accommodate the uh, the left-back situation? I think that's exactly what I've said. Well, that's my only, my only mm. worry. I think he might now. I think he might panic and go back to it. I don't know what you guys think as well, but I, well, for, yeah, for that's my only concern. concern. Just, just yeah. for, that, for that game, until Hutch comes back. Oh, so uh, Murray comes back, sorry. I'm not I'm not so sure. I, I don't think so. I, I would like to think that he could give Styles or Malone. But in my opinion, if it was up to me making a decision, it would be Malone um to, to bring him back in. But if you if you still stick with the back four and Malone comes in and it's not working, you can change it in game. You're not just stuck with with you know Malone in facing uh, you know a, a rapid winger or whatever. Yeah. But stick with it. I, I think he, he just needs to be, just continue to be brave. Give Malone a chance to play at left back and if it's not working, then perhaps change it in the game if if we are being overrun or something. But When you say change it though, Steve, do you mean change it as it stay the same formation and move what styles at left back or change the formation? Whatever suits, to be honest. I mean, I, I, Rowett can sometimes be a bit strange, you know, with making subs very late, but if it's clearly not working, you could try styles. You could go to a back five. You could there's there's different things, but I don't think after you know seven points from nine games playing a back four, I don't think there's any need to change the formation. Trust in your squad, trust mm. in the players that you've brought in, and go right. Murray Wallace is out. Who are we putting at left back? Yeah. And, 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 and it's an opportunity, isn't it, Stephen? It's an opportunity for that player to come in and state a claim for that place. Like we've seen oh. it with Long, we've seen it with. Yeah, with, with Savile and, 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 and Mitchell and, and players that are getting picked at them on the head, like Bradshaw, for example, he's got an opportunity to play last few games and he sort of seems to be sort of running his socks off, as he always does. But I think I, I look at it as a positive. It gives an opportunity for someone to come in and, and take that left back spot and hopefully keep Murray out if they're good enough for when he returns, you know? I think Rowett touched on it. He said, didn't he, in his press conference that, mm. or, or the, the interview after that, at the moment, the players that are in the team are fighting for the shirt and they're not letting go. So it's only when an opportunity comes up, we might get another injury on Wednesday night for argument's sake to... Don't mention any names. Jesus Christ. Don't mention it on here. So, I mean, Candy, what's your thoughts on, on what they're saying about possibly whether or not they're having to go Scott yeah. Malone or, or Styles? Um, I think Malone as well, um, but I also agree with what Stephen just said. I don't see why he would change it if it's working for the moment. Um, but yeah, stubbornness. Ben and Joe says it is. It, people should be fighting for their place in the team, and if we do have another injury, we sort of then look at our, our next people who can step up and take take the position. Really, I mean, look at Danny Mack for instance. Um, he he didn't have. Well, I think he's missed. I can't even tell you how many games, but he kept him out of the squad and then brought him back in. I really liked Danny Mack. I've got a lot of time for him. I think he's a good player. He's a mirror boy. And now he's back in the team. I think we do play differently as well with him. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm. Ben, you're going to mention Cresswell, aren't you? I am, yeah. I just wanted to... Obviously, he wasn't even in the squad for the weekend. It, it, was there a reason for that? Is, is he, has he taken a knock? Do we do we think he's on his way out? Again, it was mentioned on the spaces that 
he had a certain amount of playtime that we had to guarantee him or we had to guarantee to Leeds. He's clearly not getting that. It? Yeah, I mean, we, we obviously weren't involved in that contract negotiation, but there is, there's, there's been media speculation from a, it's either a Leeds paper or a Leeds fan channel what basically said that he should be guaranteed to play every game and the fact that he hasn't and missed a couple of games, potentially Leeds are looking um, for a compensation so, clause. And the only reason why I mentioned Creswell there is if we do then go back to a back three, that we'll, we all hope that we don't. But if we do, is he going to come straight back in, having been left out the squad for two games for any particular I mean, reason? I mean, can he, not fill in in that, can he not fill in in that spot? For me, I feel like confidence has been completely lost in probably not only him, but yeah. within himself as well. That's my view now. If yeah. he's been left out of the squad completely, it's probably almost a case of get him out the firing line a bit. Mm. Trouble is, guys, I don't know how you feel about this, but I don't feel confident with Crashwell coming back in in the back four. You know, I, I think I think he's right in a, in a back three uh, on, on the right-hand side where you've got two other centre-backs, a, a Hutch or a Cooper, sort of you know, leading that defensive line. But um, stick him in the back four, I feel, I don't know, I'm a little bit sort of unsure about him playing there. So I can't see how he's going to get back in, to be honest with you. At the moment, um, if we do get an injury now to Coots and to Hutch... Fucking hell, three if, of you. No, no, with, with, with Murray out, who who comes in at centre-half? We'll have to put Cresswell, won't we? So if he goes back, we're absolutely screwed. Yeah. I mean... Can we bring Alex Mitchell back? I don't know whether that's possible. Whether he, he's got, you know, Could Cresswell not fit in the middle and bring Coops onto the onto the right back. Yeah, you can, but you wouldn't want to put Coops at left back. He's he's so slow, he's, and especially against Watford, they're pacing wingers, the likes of Saar and all the players like that. You don't really want to be isolated one v one with those ones. I I think Styles is pretty quick, um, to be honest with you. And I, I'll, I'll yeah, you know, I'll go with Styles at left back purely because I think he can cope with the pace and the agility of Watford's attacking players. They've got players like Spriller and Saar and, and, and Serma that are very, very quick and, and very quick on the counter-attack as well. So you need a, a kind of fast fallback that's going to turn and and and, and, and cover and, and, and you know, uh, snuff out any sort of dangers from, from those those, um, those areas. So, yeah, could Malone do it? Yes, he can. But I just feel Styles is probably more comfortable in that left-back position. So we'll, we'll see anyway. All right, well, talking about positions, let's come in with, with another topic where we've put for... So it's starting to be a bit professional with show notes, fucking hell. Um, and I'll come to you, Ben, first, because uh, you um, you left us last night to, to drink your pint on the space. Carry, yeah, carry on drinking, sorry. Yeah, that's it. So <laughs> vlog, um, vlog slammer, um, voggy, whichever way you want to call him. Um, where would you play, middle or wing? I think, again, we've probably said the same things over and over again, someone on the show, but he's probably a victim. Or he, he, him being able to play wide right and doing a, a decent enough job there and just being a player that he seems like he is, it'll just it'll play in any position for you and just do a job. It's probably not helping him. I think the issue we're going to have is maybe when he's, everyone's not injured and everyone's back fit. Where, where would he be in the pecking order if he was going to play centre-forward? Because Afobi's going to want to get some game time. Bradders, for me, is a streaky centre-forward in a sense of now I expect him to go on and score a few goals. He always seems to play like that. He goes quiet and then he'll, you know, he'll score and he goes on a bit of a run. So I expect him to keep his place now. I don't think you can take him out. Are we getting the full potential out of Ogie wide? No, probably not. But yeah, my only concern is where, where does he fit in? 
again, just going on to Stephen's point, it might be a case of he might end up playing in a, in a front two when we're chasing a game and route has to change it a bit. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a tough one with Vogue. I don't think he's playing in his best position, but I think he, at the minute he's doing such a good job out there that you can't really change it. I mean, on the space last night, there was a fellow on the space last night who said he wants him kept on the wing because there seems to be a fantastic partnership building between him and Danny Mack. I mean, what's your thoughts on that, Stephen? Um, yeah, I think so. I think in the home game against Borough, um, there was a uh, an incident down their left, our right, and Voggy ended up winning a free kick, literally just down by the corner flag. He tracked back sort of 40, 50 yards to, to help um, Danny. And I think McNamara appreciated the, the support um, and it's almost like, dare I say, the, the Romeo and Jed partnership from a few years ago. I think if you do build up a relationship with, you know, with players on the pitch, I think you have to, you, they have to play together. If you, if you separate them, you know, another winger might not do another job. But, but on, on the, on the subject of, of Voggy being a, um, sort of a victim, if you will, of being able to play out wide, mm. Rowett come into the season with a plan and the plan was to play with wing backs and it hasn't worked. But the problem yeah. the problem with that is that he sacrificed wingers to do that because you wouldn't have wingers and wing backs. So he went, right, we're going to sack off the, the wingers, we're going to go the wing back route. And now that it's not worked and we've gone back to yeah. a different formation, he's looked at his squad, Mason Bennett as much as I love um, Mason, he's you know you, you can't trust he's going to be able to play three or four games in a row. He's looking at his side, going, "Who can I play out wide?" And unfortunately, outside of Tyler Bury, Boggy's the next one, um, the next one on the list. So in January, I think we need to go out and sign a winger, um, and that would then allow the, the give Rowett the freedom to say, "Okay, if as." Um, I think Ben said Bradshaw's streak comes to an end or a phobie's not scoring. Okay, we've now got a right winger. Get yourself up top and show us what you can do in the middle. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Candy, your thoughts on... Sorry, because just to that point, Stephen, if we had all the guys fit, where would Vogue be in ranked off the centre-forwards? That's what I think. Sorry, Stephen. In my opinion... I think, I think Bradshaw is the one. I think he works hard for the team. I, I would start him personally, and I think Foggy would probably be second for me. I, I, there's something about a phobie um, that I don't know. I, I, I think Foggy. I think if you was to give Foggy and a phobie the same amount of game time in a central position up front, I would be confident to say I think Foggy would score more goals. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I would too. Go on, Candy. Yeah, um, touching on both points that Ben and Stephen made, um, if you look at the pecking order, where would you come in? And also, a phobie for me, he's not consistent enough for me. Um, like, he he can play really good and then score those goals and then he, he just goes quiet. And I feel like as he's come back this season, I just don't feel like he's not given his full potential as such, but I just can't see... He misses... The, the goals that he misses are just unbelievable. They go over it his head or... It doesn't look as if he's got the same amount or the same level of passion what he had last season. What he had it? last year, exactly. It um, looks as if he was on the verge of going to play European football 
And whatever happened, whether or not he believed, you know, Gary managed to convert him or whatever it is. And the spate of bad runs seems to have really kicked his confidence. Yeah. And he just, I mean, that penalty yesterday, um, he just looked, and even watching the highlights, it just looks as if he side-footed that rather than tried to put it in the back of the net. Mm. Yeah. And I think... um... Volkslaber was meant to be this person who came up, like changed the game. They said, "Oh, he'd come on in the 80th minute and he'd he'd score. He'd come on and he'd change the game." I don't feel like he's getting that that at the moment. Obviously, with where Rao is playing him, but I don't think I think it should be Bradshaw and him. I just don't think a phobia should be there at the moment. But no, I agree with that. I, um... I think you're right, and I mean also I think that. The fact that we've got five substitutions we can use now, which mm. we hit on on the shows at the beginning of the season, mm. I think now football's changed to what it used to be. It's now more strategic about, I think, realistically, you play the first 50, 60 minutes of maybe holding the game, trying to score a couple of goals, but you've now got the potential to suddenly put fresh legs and cause opposition real problems from 60 minutes onwards. But if you wait until 75 80 minutes to do that, you're not going to make the change you want. You know, you, you need to bring them on fairly early so they can settle into the game and actually do damage because, you know, we could play, for instance, I don't know, you could play a couple in the front um, and then go from there. That's my alarm going off, by the way. It's my dishwasher. <laughs> um, and no, it's not. It's not your fire alarm, is it? Well, I've got no idea. I've got <laughs> no alarm going off. off. But, no, I'll suss it in a second. Um, I'll throw it to you, and Joe. I mean, what? I mean, what would be your five substitutions, or how would you? What would? Who would you take off and bring on then? Um, it's very, very difficult. I mean, I mean, going back to to your last question, very quickly to touch on that. Just want to say all great points from from all you guys, from Ben, Steve, and Candy. I agree with all those points. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, Vog is doing a, a job for us on, on the right hand side. Um, he's not an out and out winger. We, we, we see quite clearly he's not that. He's not somebody who can sort of take a player on, get to the ball and whip crosses in, and be a constant attacking threat uh, against against teams. But he does work very hard. He does track back, um, which which is excellent. Um, again, great point what Steve mentioned there as well. You know, he he's built this squad with wing wing backs in mind, and he's he's kind of done away with wingers completely. So hopefully in January we do sign a right sort of winger that can do a job there. If we do find a right winger that come and do a better job there, me personally, I would love to get Boggy in that central attacking role uh, instead of Bradshaw. Going back to the points that you guys mentioned about um, a phobie, um, last season he did really, really well, but he played up front with Bradshaw in a different formation with Jed Wallace doing the running around behind them, didn't he? So that might suit him. He probably liked it being up there with his... His mate, obviously, we talk about his bromance with Bradshaw, and they get on really well together. So he probably, you know, flourished in that formation. This formation is very different. You're playing one up front essentially, uh, with the uh, number ten behind and the, and the wingers behind. So maybe it's a system that he's not quite adapting to at the moment. Um, and I think given give Voggy the chance, I think he'll do a much better better job there, and I think he'll score more goals. But at the moment, we haven't seen him play in that in that one lone striker role um, to really kind of give. An honest answer, but hopefully you'll get opportunity and he'll do really well there. Um, Subwise, um, Mickey, I think you look at the, the, the likes of Honeyman that will, that, will, that will come off the bench. Bennett will come off the bench. You've got Shackleton, um, Malone. If you're going to use Malone or Styles, um, 
Who would you sacrifice? Say, for instance, say Benny's fit and say 55 minutes, mm. you move you move log into the central role and stick Bennett on that wing. Yeah. Who would you need to who would you who would you sacrifice in the current starting eleven what he's got? Who would you sacrifice in the middle to bring Vogue into the middle? Well, I think it'd be it'd be Bradders, won't it? So if you're sticking Voggy up front in the middle, you you're gonna keep Fleming in there. That's a that's a dead cert at the number ten. Um, if you want to start with Bury on the left side, cutting in on his right foot, which we know he likes doing, you, you've got to kind of keep him there. Yeah. Maybe get Bennett to do a job on the right-hand side. Um, otherwise, I think you, you, you kind of stick with what you've got uh, with Bradders up front, leaving Voggy on the right-hand side for now until we um, find something. I, I just can't see Bennett doing, you know, 80 minutes, let alone 90 minutes at the moment. So you could probably do a good hour. Um, but maybe before. it's worth, you know, maybe it'd be good to see Bennett coming in for maybe, you know, maybe 50, earlier. Yeah, 50 earlier minutes, maybe. starts the game and then yeah. change it up from there maybe and then bring... Or, or, or even Bobby. Mickey, Mickey, even, even if we took Bradders off, let's say the 70th minute, once you kind of run the defence ragged and they get tired, then move Foggy over in, in a central role and then bring Bennett on for the last sort of 20 minutes or 30 minutes, maybe. That might suit Bennett. Yeah, it'll give a chance for Voggy to play up front as a lone striker. Um, saying that, he'd probably be fucked, won't he? By, by the time he plays the strike, he's been, been running back and, back and forward all, yeah. all day long before he gets the opportunity to play up front. No, that's uh, it. Go on, Ben, you got something you want to come in on? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think the beauty with this is now that the options we've got in that forward position, because they're all very different types of centre-forwards. Mm. I think that's the, the, the. I know we're saying about who's going to be in the pecking order, but again, go back to the, the formation changes. What we can do now, they're all very different. Bradshaw's a bit more of a hard-working number nine, if you want. You've got a phobia you could be a bit more of a target man with, and maybe even vlog slam if you want to put him in that bracket. And if you want to put Mason Bennett as, as a forward, he's a bit more tricky and agile. So we've got options now. I think that's the nice thing up there. That yeah, we can change it and we can we we can go in a different direction if we feel like the game needs to. No, I totally agree. I'm going to throw a curveball in. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On another subject, um, Fleming or Jed? Which, have we got the better player now in Fleming? And I'll go um, with you, Stephen. I think it's too um, early. Too, too soon? I think it's still too soon to be making that comparison. I think Ben... Five and... Five in five, and he scored but, the same amount of goals in five games as Jed did the whole of last season. The thing is, I think, and if we're being brutally honest, um, over the last couple of years, Jed Wallace had single-handedly um, kept Mill's hopes alive in uh, the championship, and he'd done it for three 
maybe four seasons. Um, do I think that Zian Fleming is technically a better player than Jed Wallace? Yes, I do. I think technically he's got, I think he has more ability. But in terms of what he's done in a Millwall shirt, I think there's still, we still need it. Do it for a season and then we can come back and have this, we can come back and have this conversation because as I say at the moment, you know, um, Bradshaw and Afobi have streaks where they score four or five goals and they look like, you know, red hot strikers and then they don't score for ages. I don't think that's going to happen with Fleming, but it, it could. Um, so I think we just need, we need to give him a little bit of time to, you know, he's still adapting to English football. He's still, um, he's still, I think he's still got more to give. Um, so do I. In, in a Millwall shirt. And that's the, that's the crazy thing. But I think, Give him, give him a few more games. Give him a, a little bit more opportunity playing in this role, and then I think we can have the conversation. Uh, conversation then, technically yes, but in what he's done in the middle shirt, still got a little bit more to do for me. Candy, what's your thoughts then? Coming in, Jet, have we got a better player in Fleming? Um, see, I think sort of. This, I'm going to back Stephen on this. I think Fleming at the moment, again, his early days, five and five, brilliant. Um, and you can see he's a great footballer. But Jed, for me, um, obviously he spent more time with us and the chances and the goals that he scored, he was great for us. Um, I won't boo him on Saturday, mind, but I, I, I was gutted when he left. But um, he, we always we'll, knew we'll that going We'll come to that next, but yeah. Joe <laughs> we always Fleming. knew that was going to happen. He was no, getting a little bit above his station, I thought. I thought he was quite greedy at points um, in games where he should just take all the chances. Um, yeah. But again... He, he did well for us and yeah at the minute I think Fleming will be as he uh, well I'd say better if not but yeah I don't know it's too early to say it's too too early to call Joe um it's very very hard you to see you sponsored Fleming this season I did I did and remember, I know. remember that uh, we we believe quite a few members of the Millwall team listen to this show and you will have to meet him at the end of the season I know. That's why and he might I'm, listen. Well, that's right, and that's why I'm picking Fleming, and I think <laughs> Fleming is a much, much better player than Jed Wallace. And uh, I'd be very glad to meet him in the, the season when I, when I get his signed shirt and uh, shake his hand. And yeah, now in, in all seriousness, I mean, I think that they're both wonderful players. I mean, could you imagine if we kept Jed Wallace in, the, in this side now, playing on that right side we talked about, that problem on that right hand side with, with Fleming in the middle, Jed Wallace on the right hand side? I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean. I, I think we'll be definitely sort of challenging uh, this season. Um, they're very different players. Jed's very, very fast. He's very, very tricky. He's, he's very direct. Um, likes taking, you know, uh, players on. Fleming is more sort of continental player. You know, he's, he's a thinker. You know, he, he's, he, he'll get the ball. He's very creative. He'll look to bring players in and, and, and take chances that people wouldn't even think of taking. So they're very, very sort of different players. But I think... To what the guys just said there. I mean, still early days. Um, we ain't seen the best of Fleming yet. He's making some really good adjustments. I think the first sort of few games into English football, you can see he was like half a second behind because the game was so much quicker than it is in Dutch football. Um, but he's 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 got quicker, he's toughened himself out a little bit. You can see he's battling now and you know, pressing pressing defenders down, chasing the ball back. So he's making those changes and he's adapting to English football. So hopefully. Yeah, we'll we see more from Fleming to come next sort of five, five, ten games. Um, but yeah, for me personally, I'll, I'll, I'll pick Fleming over Jed. Two one at the moment. You've um, 
you sort of might have to decide and vote here, Ben. Um, who are you going with? I said on the show last week that Jed did it for such a long time for us that I couldn't pick Fleming, but I'm now definitely picking Fleming. And there's a reason to this. I don't think he got the credit on Saturday for that goal that he deserved. Because yeah. if you've played any sort of football at a decent standard, that ball came at him really quick. The composure that he just showed, just to side foot that in as casually he's, as he did. He stopped the ball first. Early. He stopped the ball first. first. No, no, no. Yeah. If you watch the highlights, I swear blind when I watched the highlights I, earlier. I, I, thought it it I thought he hit it first time. I think he hit it first time, yeah. The, the defender headed back, it down. Though. The defender yeah. headed it down. But as I say, in that position, but, the composure just to do that and roll it in. That was exactly it, Joe. He didn't smash it. It's a side foot into the net, wasn't it? That was my point. It was so easy, I think, for a lot of centre forwards or anyone in that position to snatch at that chance, seeing an open goal, one all in, in the game. It could have bobbled off his shin, but the technique as well, just to keep that down, roll it in like he did, was unbelievable. And even before that, the first goal, the little pass that he made to, to, to Wallace to allow him to get the cross in was just a great little two-yard pass that he won't get any credit for. But things like that is where I think we'll see a difference over Jed. We all loved Jed when he was here, but I think at times his end product was quite frustrating. It might be because he was our main man and everything went through him because we, I mean, we saw a lot more of, of him. But his end product at times was disappointing. And I think what I've seen so far with Fleming, he doesn't seem to do the wrong things. He always seems to make the right pass. Whether they're simple passes or shoot at the right time, he just makes the right decisions. And I think that's ultimately where you'll see a difference with Fleming and Jed, so I'm going to go with, with Fleming. Yeah, and um, yeah, you're right, he did hit it first. I was going to swore he, he um, no, no, he did, yeah, he hit it first. And, and as you said, he did come into speed. Um, and, and also, Mickey, would would Jed score that goal, or Fleming scored on Saturday? The way the ball comes, you can see, you, you've seen Jed so many times flap at chances or get chances, he'll go wide or, you know, over the bar or whatever. Whereas Fleming just seems technically a little bit better, another level. From Jed, yeah. Jed's got the athleticism. He's very agile. He's very quick, and, and and everything else. But I do think, as a player, technically, I think Fleming is a level above. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So on on to the final subject before we um come into part two. Um, and I suppose there's two parts to this, which I know where Joe sits, but it'd be interesting to see where you three sit after this one. Um, Joe, are you a, a booer or a clapper? Sorry, that's that's the first uh, mute problem. Um, I'm, 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 I'm sort of more of a clapper than a, than a booer when it comes to Jed. I'll probably do neither. You know, I think um, yeah, he's coming to our to our ground. Yeah, you know, he, he wants to beat us. We we want to beat them. So you don't want to make him feel too welcome, do you? You know, I might clap him after the game if we win, um, but I certainly won't be booing him. You know, for, for sure. Um, ben, say again. I was just saying, oh. what's what's Ben's thoughts on it? Yeah. I, I've, got in, I've got splinters in my arse because I'm going to sit on the fence with this one. Uh, I'm neither as well, but I'm going to say I don't mind people booing him, getting to him a bit. As Joe just said, we don't want to make it too comfortable for him. Look, I'm happy to clap him after the game, but I'm all for calling him a greedy whatever during the game and giving him some stick. So if I'm, I'm leaning towards boo, but I'm going to sit on the fence. Stephen? Uh, well, sadly, I'm actually at a wedding next Saturday, so I won't be able to do neither. Um, 
But if you were if I was at the game, Stan fan probably. The best, the best, the, the best way I can answer that question. The only person I've ever really given any stick to coming back to the coming back to the den was Ian Holloway when he come back with um, QPR. Mm. Um, because I always find, and I've said this so many times, and it's happened so many times when I've been up in the up in block ten, and they get on the back of somebody. And then more often than not, that person goes and sticks one in the net and they celebrate right in front of us. And yeah. you just think, well, well, here we go. That was always going to happen. Lewis um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Lewis, uh, Lee Hughes, years ago, there's a bit of a throwback for you. He, he did the same thing. Um, but I, I wouldn't do it on the basis that we know that he's more than capable of, of doing what all these other players have. I don't think there's anything wrong with giving him some stick. Um, I don't like how... It was a move for the Premier League and ended up going, uh, staying in the Championship. Um, so yeah, if he gets there abuse, is rumor he gets that, abuse. Yeah, there is, I mean, I'll come to you in two seconds, Candy. But um, there was rumor that the reason he left was more with about Gary Rowett's playing style, um, more so than the Premiership benefits as such. Hence why he went to West Brom. But the, whether or not that's true or false, I don't know. But there is a hell of a lot of Fairly, fairly solid rumour um, that he couldn't, hence a lot of the abuse this week when Rowett was geared up potentially with the West Brom rumour that we were like, hopefully it means that we might get Jed back because Gary Rowett walking into that changing room, Jed would definitely want to be leaving rapidly. But the thing, okay. the thing with that is, the thing with that is, right, if, and we're going way off subject here, but had we have gone to Birmingham last year when we needed to win that game and won the game and got into the playoffs and, you know, God forbid we'd have got into the Premier League, does Jed Wallace leave because Gary Rowett's mm. playing style? I don't, I, I don't think so. I, don't, I, don't think I, don't, so. I, don't I really like don't know on that one. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of skullduggery, shall we say, and there was also a lot of skullduggery around Danny Mack um, contract this season. Um, Candice knows probably a lot of the same people I know um, and she's nodding there as well. So there was a there was a lot of skullduggery around. Um, I don't like the dirty tactics what were employed where the club was making press releases and turning, shall we say, a lot of the new Millwall against Danny. Um, and if you know Danny, Danny's Millwall through, through his family of starch Millwall fans and um, you... you you know that there's always two sides to every story. So um, don't always believe what the club wants you to read about what's going on in the club. Please do read between the lines. And and if you've got contacts outside of there, then, you know, speak to those people as well, because it's it's not always how they like you to perceive it is. Um, but Candice, go on, boo or clap. You've sort of said a minute ago, but we're, we'll see where you are. And then I'll give my opinion before we break for part one. Yeah, I'm on the fence. Um, I don't think he deserves to be booed, to be honest. I mean, rightly so, give him stick um, throughout the game. Would I stand there and clap him? I'm not sure I'd do that either, to be honest. I think I'm just too neutral to do either. So, um, yeah, I'm on the fence with this, that one. But I don't think he should be booed. My thoughts are as an opposition player. Yes, he played for us. Yes, he was a fantastic servant for us. Yes, he did great for us. Um, no, he, he isn't. And I'll ask you this in a sec before we break, finally, for break, just a one-word or two-word answer. Um, I don't think he's a legend for us. I don't think he did anything outstanding, what we remember, for 
ever in a day for the rest of the Mill history. Um, but he is an opposition player. And yes, he does deserve, you know, five minutes in to be taken out and put in the Docker stand. Um, and he does deserve to be called a cunt for most of the game, to be fair. Um, if that rallies him on to go out and do something against us, then fucking hell be it. But he's an opposition player. And yes, while he was here, he did good, but he got paid a fucking wage to do that. Now, if someone else is paying his wages, we have that right to call him a cunt whenever we want. Um, my views, probably not the same as everybody's, but they're my views. And I know what Joe's thoughts are because we've done a show on this, but I'll be interested to hear your freeze on it. Um, just literally one or two two word answer. I'll go to you first, Ben. Is Jed Wallace a legend in your eyes? Yes or no? No. Excellent. Ben, um, I'll go to you, Stephen. Is he a legend? Yes or no? Would never put him in the same bracket as Tim Cahill, so no. Excellent. Candy, is he a legend? Yes or no? No, he's not. He's not a Morrison. He's not a Harris. He's not a Cahill. No. There we go. Thank <laughs> God for that. We've got some sensible people on. Um and it's gone the way I wanted it to go. Well, that's the end of part one. We're going to come back in part two, where we'll be looking at Watford uh, coming to the den on Wednesday. So we'll be back straight after this. we got Watford coming to the den on Wednesday. Um, on the back of a win... They're looking, you know, they are a, a fairly good side. Um, they're still managerless, isn't they? I think they are managerless. They've they got Billich, haven't they? Yeah, they've got Billich now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we go to you, Joe. What's your thoughts on, on Wednesday? Um, I think it'd be, it'd be a tough a tough game. Uh, I can see goals in it. Um, similarly to ourselves, really, quite weird this is, prior to Slavin Billich taking over, which I think was like three games ago, they used to play with a back five. I'm sure Stephen will tell me right or wrongly. And the system wasn't quite working for them. Billich has come in and he went with a flat back four. And he's playing the same formation as we are, 4-2-3-1. And I think their first game, they won 4 nil against it Stoke, I think it was. Um, they've, they've had a couple of losses in between. I think in their four games, they won two and, and lost two. But they're playing on the front foot. They're, they're scoring goals. They're looking exciting. And it suits their, their crop of players. Um, but I just feel, you know, Wednesday night, under the lights, hopefully we'll get a few fans um, filling up the, uh, the den, being a, a London sort of derby, if you call Watford a, a London side. And, um, yeah, I, I just fancy us to go, to go and do it. And, and, and I don't think it'd be like a 1-0 or a 2-1. I think we can sort of go on and probably win, you know, 3-0, 3-1. Yeah, you know, I think it'd be quite a... Uh, an, an easy um, easy win for us. And the only reason why I say that is for because they're still a bit suspect at the back. They've got some aging defenders at the moment as well in, in, their, in their side. They've got a few injuries. Or they have got Keenan Davies up front, who, you know, Chris, old chaps, loves Keenan Davies. I think he wanted him to come to Millwall. We had a chance to try and sign him start of the season. He scored a few goals. He scored three goals for them this season already. Um, and saw again, very dangerous player. And they've got international players throughout the whole team. They're all ex-premiership players, most of them. So they're a decent outfit, but I just think with the form we're in at the moment, the confidence we've got, I think we'll go and do them, you know, and, and we're doing well. You on mute, Mickey? Yeah, no, I didn't say nothing. <laughs> Off we go, fella. One, one. Two bloopers for this week. Yeah. I was sat there frantically trying to have a look then since Billich had come in, and just on what you've said there, Joe, I mean, it does seem as though they're 
quite leaky at the back. I mean, conceded three against Blackpool, lost 2-1 to Swansea. Bank of BTS, it sounds like. Um, so, yeah, everyone get on the nil-nil draw. Um, uh, I, I think it's going to be a tough game, personally, as Joe just alluded to. They've got premiership and international quality running throughout the sides. Can we get after them at home? Of course we can. Hopefully, we, as, as Joe again said, we get a few in under the lights, make it a bit boisterous. Um, yeah, I'd take your hand off for a point now. Stephen? Um, I think I said on the spaces yesterday, um, and I always say this, at the moment, Watford are a championship club. So, yes, they do have players that have played in the Premier League, but so have most of the teams in the championship. So we come up against that most of the time, even if they were a Premier League side, which they were the last time I think they come to, or when they come to us in the, the cup run and we beat them. Um, at the Den, I back us to beat anybody um, in a league fixture in and in most of the cup games as well. I would back us to beat anybody. Um, I think uh, what Joe said was, was quite spot on. Um, they have changed their system. So obviously... Um, you know, Bilic has gone in and seen that that whatever was the the previous manager was doing wasn't working. But they are they do have some some aging defenders, and you know our movement up front is is something that that over the last few games is causing problems and it is creating chances. So whilst I don't think it it might not be as comfortable as what um what as what Joe um predicted, I, I don't have any any fear of sides coming to the den, and and I'd like to think maybe a sort of a, another two one two nil. Um, but again, it, it, we're at the den. It's it is a fortress, and teams don't want to come there. Where, whoever they are, they don't want to come there. And I don't think that's any different on on um, Wednesday. And obviously, Billich with a West Ham link as well, so he's going to get a he's going to get um, he's going to cop a bit as well as he always does. So again, um, I can only see I can only see us um, having another good performance. Candy, go on. You said about Boo and Wallace. Can I boo Billich on Wednesday? You can boo whoever you fucking right, want. Listen, we're Millwall, mate. We're fucking horrible. <laughs> you you whoever you want. Yeah, they're above us. One uh, spot above us in the table. Same points. Um, we won on. We won yesterday. They lost. Um, and oh, they, they won. won. Sorry, they won. They didn't win yesterday. Didn't they? Yesterday, they lost their last. Two, I think yes. it was, and draw. So, yeah, I think it's there for the taking. Mill at home. Um, I'm always quite confident. Mill at home, uh, whether it's Watford or whoever. So, I think we'll win comfortably as well. Um, but I'm going with the two-one. You see, this is I, I. I'm quite comfortable. I think you know we spoke in the space, and, and it seemed as if most people were happy to get a draw as such. But I think we'll probably go out and win. The confidence is high. If my only concern is that we like to fucking get into their half and then keep passing the ball backwards. If we've got a few players who play with the same mentality as Fleming does, where he shoots on sight, then I think we'll probably score a few more goals. And, you know, these teams, we, we will cause these teams shitloads of problems. Um, and I, I, I'm probably going to go between Candy and... And Joe and Steve, I'm probably going to go maybe 2-0, maybe a 3-0, maybe a 4-0, to be fair. But I think um, we're going to see somewhere along those. And I think Fleming potentially will score a brace. Um, I think he's he's going to come on form and he's just going to be scoring and he's going to be giving that Man City a boy a run for his money. Um, 
and start sticking goals away. We need him to score a couple of hat tricks and then it'll be fucking superb. But I don't know. Um, on the topic so, there, so, yeah. of, Go on. on the topic there of Man City. Earlier on, I watched the Liverpool City game. Got closed down and, today, didn't he? And Manchester City do exactly what we do. They get the ball into their midfielders in the middle, and I, I think it was Gundogan pass the ball back to their centre halves. If it was, it, it was about thirty times. They did exactly the same thing, and it, they got nowhere. They had some chances, of course, but they got nowhere. So if the best teams. Do it and it doesn't work. It ain't going to work for us. There's a there's a wicked there's a wicked podcast, and I'll put it in the show description, um, in the show notes of of the pod and, and on YouTube. It's called Fanalytics, and it's a couple of analysts who um, they've done a show last week where they were talking about formation and certain managers um, and certain things what aren't necessarily new. You know, Venables, um, Redknapp used to play these sort of styles where we're saying them now, like five at the back and stuff and the wing backs and all of that, where they played them there. But it's an interest. It was about an hour or so, but it's they go in detail um, of talking about different managers' positions and what the benefit is with formation against formation and the guys what can change formation mid-play. So start off on a on a you know on a, a four three two one change into a four four two go back to a five three and and which ones can do it and all that and I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a massive formation um, nut like the rest of the guys on the show normally on the on the regular panel on the show and probably with you guys. But you know, I go to watch football, drink beer, um, make pals, go on one, and and just have um, a good laugh as such. And you know, to ask me to to give you a running order between you know a false nine or a fucking number ten and all that, and I'll just go. Well, is it there? I don't really know that much, and I don't pretend I do. Um, I'm Can I just say, I'm, Mickey? I didn't. I didn't think I'd come on this. As I said, I didn't think I'd come on the show tonight and have hear a comparison. I we beat Bristol City the weekend, but between us and Man City, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking well, the to, same thing. To be fair, we've got we've we've got a, we've got a wonder kid as well. So yeah, I mean, just True. one one right, thing before more. before we end, um, and and it was there on the show notes, and I and I'll bring it in. This new. ITV Championship show. Um, from the music intro at the beginning, sounds like it should be a daytime chat show or an evening chat show with Parkinson. It doesn't give you the same enthusiasm that you're just about to watch two hours of, of league football. Um, the presenters are don't seem to have any real chemistry between each other. So whoever did the casting and they've done a, a chemistry test, fucking, they scored a fucking, uh, a, you know, a definite A minus there or a B minus there. Um, at least with Quest, it used to be enjoyable to watch. Colin Murray was fantastic. He knew his stuff. You know, he probably watched the games. He's he got a lot of knowledge. <laughs> and the guests they had on also had a lot of knowledge. Plus the fact that Quest used to, copy us in tweets and tell us when whereabouts we were going to play and whether or not we were going to be on main and and different topic points and and interact with our fan base um which itv don't bastards um and, and quest used to involve us quite a bit but i don't know what's your i'll start with you candy i mean what's your thoughts on this new i'll just pick on you because i haven't picked on you all night so you're the new one so i'll pick on you um What's your thoughts on this new ITV show? Is it? Do you 
do you like it? Do you watch it? Or do you just what I do? Fast forward to the Millwall bit, watch what they say about Millwall, and then fucking switch it off, really. Fly yeah. through the other bits. I've got to be honest, um, I'm normally still in the pub when it's on. So I don't watch it. You can watch it on catch up I've, I've, and also it's on in the morning um, as well. I've seen a few, um, and I do exactly the same. I forward to Millwall, see what they got. They see the highlights, see what they got to say, and that's about it, really. Um, so, yeah, what I've heard, I've, well, what I've seen, sorry, on Twitter, and um, heard a few people at football say is that yeah, it's rubbish. It's not very good. Um, and as you said, they prefer quests. So, I haven't really got much to add to that in terms of I've not really watched it. Um, that's, but, that's fine. Drinking yeah. instead of watching it is probably well, a much yeah. better time because <laughs> if you were at home, you would force you to drink um, through <laughs> watching it. So, yeah, it's a benefit. So, I've got two kids. So, yeah, it's, it's my days of staying in the pub every every game is um, it's gone <laughs> very far and few between. But, yeah, go on, Joe, give us your thoughts on it. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that either Ben or Stephen have watched it because I'm with Candy. I haven't seen it either, unfortunately, so I can't really... Um, Comment Fuck too much it. on it. No, Go on, Ben. I know you watched <laughs> the extended highlights today. Yeah, firmly in the camp of Joe and Cat. I don't watch it. I watch it. You watch it on Sky or I watch it on Millwall TV. So I couldn't tell you if it's good or bad. I know the quest one was good, but don't watch it, mate. <laughs> Not much help here. Sorry. Stephen. No, Stephen. no, no, you are. Stephen. No, you, Stephen. Stephen, go on. Uh, I've watched, I watched the first one, the first hey, season. One of us yeah. has watched it. But uh, not anymore. Um, oh. It was terrible. Uh, to be honest with you, as well, with with today in today's world, if you want to see a goal, more often than not, you can type it into Twitter on the search thing, and you can find the video straight away. Yeah. Sky Sports have um, about half an hour after full time. They have a, like a two minute package of just the goals, and then like um, Ben said, I, I just watch it on Millwall TV. I'd rather watch it on there. It's, you get fifteen minutes, or you can watch the whole game back if if, if you want to. Um, but the, the, on what you said, the first episode, the music is terrible. It's it is absolutely you think you're you don't think you're watching a sport related. You think show you're ready whatsoever. for Parkinson to come on? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, you know, it, it is. It's it's ready for a chat show with Parkinson. If you you know, I mean, I would try and get the the music on, but you know, I'll, I'll be copyrighted. But um, it, it it it's it's shocking. Just go into your iPlayer if you listen to this. Go into your iPlayer at some point. Type in football in my TV hub and just type in football. You'll see the championship football show. Just listen to the first 20 seconds of the opening theme. Don't, 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 don't do it to you to watch the rest of it, but just what listen to the first 20 seconds of, of the theme tune, and you would honestly believe that you're just about to watch Jonathan Ross or Michael Parkinson or fucking Graham Norton or something. Well, no, actually, Graham Norton shows a lot more energetic than than this one. But this is yep. my this is this is my fault. So that Realistically, out of us, I watch it briefly. I watch online. I watch the goals as they go in, you know, through Twitter, through social media and stuff like that. Um, and you, you see the stuff there. So realistically, on a short audience, what we've got here, you're looking at a one in five, which is probably 20% of football fans maybe watching it. In fact, which is shit. I reckon Quest have bigger numbers. Go on, Stephen. The, the, the big thing for me, and it really, really bugs me, is a lot of time when you watch football, yeah, okay, you're, you're watching the football, you want to, that's obvious. But the people that are talking about the games also enhance or make the 
watching football better or worse. And more often than not, you will find, and it happens week on week, that they get Sean Hutchinson and Jake Cooper confused. They get the name wrong. They don't know who they're talking about. That's one example I can think of. And it's so poor. It's not difficult to get things right. And you look at that, and as I say, in the first game, I think the first game, Cresswell scored two. And I think the second one, um, they were talking about Jake Cooper. And uh, at that point, it was just like, no, no, I'm not. It's it's clearly not Jake Cooper. You know, there is a clear difference between the two. It's just unprofessional. There's also also an agenda against Millwall with him, mate, that we're always fucking in the last pecking order. And he's a bastard to fast forward to try and find it. Plus there's adverts in, you know, at least with Quest, they used to put the teams out on socials and play some of it or, you know, their thoughts on the game and stuff like that out on socials the next day, but hey-ho. Um, right, that is pretty much it. The way we're end is, um, I will say, thanks to our guests for coming on. Thank you very much for coming on, Candy. Have you got any final words, or as they say on Radio 2, as Ken Bruce says, would you like to say hello to anyone? <laughs> no, just my dad. This is where she comes out with a great big, a great big list and starts rolling it off. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Dad. <laughs> um, but um, no, it's fine. Thank you for inviting me on. I've had a great time. And I suppose, I suppose the next question is: Will you be coming back? Um, if if we invite you back on, will you be coming back? <laughs> if you want me back, then yeah, I definitely come. <laughs> Excellent, Joe. Then, um, any final word, fella? No, um, just uh, I really enjoy the show. Uh, nice to meet you, you guys. Obviously, um, enjoyed what you had to say and very, very interesting getting your thoughts and your opinions on, on, on everything Millwall. Um, really looking forward to Wednesday. I just want to fast forward now to, to Wednesday night. Um, I'm taking a couple of clients um, to the exec lounge on Wednesday night. It'll be a real tough one for me because I want us to absolutely spank Watford. But, you know, it's like you've got clients with you. You want them to have a good a good evening, a good time. They're Watford fans. So, um I don't know, it's a really difficult one. I can't sort of cheer too too loudly. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it, I'm looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, roll on Wednesday. Ben, final words, fella? Yeah, thanks for having us back on, Mickey. Really enjoyed it again. Um, great to come on after a win and feeling a little bit more positive. So, yeah, nice. Uh, come on, you lines. Stephen? Um, both times that me and Ben have been on, uh, Millwall have won. So, you need to keep inviting us back because we're obviously the... Um, the good luck charm but um and like always um thanks for having me on it's, it's great to talk about the club and as i said last time we all want what's best for the team and it's great to to hear different opinions and and see what what other other fans that you might not get the chance to speak to um have to say so yeah really good that's it remember we are the home of the millwall interactive fan show every full time after the game you can get yourself on twitter and uh, get your views aired um there is no rules, really, apart from, obviously, you can't come on and slander someone. Um, we have opposition fans come on and try and give it, and they find out that I have a dump button rather quickly, um, which is comical. Um, and then we just take the piss out of them. But, yeah, if you've got a view, we'll have your views on there. Um, the more fans we get, the better it is. And that is normally on Twitter. That's um, You'll find it. It's either on, my, either on our channel or Alex Grace's channel. Um, but that is after every game at full time um so that's it follow us across socials if you're watching on youtube please subscribe um we are nearly at the magic number what youtube wants us to have to open up a few more doors for us so if you're not subscribed yet do please subscribe um about 57 of you who watch us on youtube aren't subscribed yet 
and um, you can be doing us a favour by just pressing that subscribe button. We'll see you again probably Thursday or Friday morning um, talking about the Watford win where we absolutely spanked them and then looking forward to welcoming Jed Wallace um, to the den. And we'll see whether or not he gets dog shit abuse or he, um, he gets clapped. I'm on the dog shit abuse side. That's it. See you later. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.